This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Appreciate your questions. I want to go ahead and get to another one right now because it was kind of the news over on social media yesterday before the Reds game, the Bengals social media. Joe Burrow was hitting bombs at BP yesterday, four of them. Jacob Holton says, what position would he play in baseball? Ooh. Well, I mean, the obvious answer would be quarterback is your first one because he throws the football. But if he's hitting bombs – especially with the new DH thing. That's that's that stuck, right? Everybody has a DH now. I Don't know so. baseball. <laughs> you think so? Do the Reds have a DH? Or no, no, I think okay. Cruz is really great so and he's really fun, but uh, for baseball uh, rules, going to have to go to someone else. It's always game day in Cincinnati, which is not Reds game day. Nope, nope. Uh, the hype is real though. <laughs> anyway, um, so my second thought is, well, if he's going to hit dingers and you don't want them at pitcher probably like shortstop third base make the long ish throw probably as he's got quick release for shortstop be able to pick it up throw it type thing so i'll go shortstop even though he's probably a little bit big for that maybe i'll go third base because he, he no he's not short for the short stop i think they're usually a little bit shorter i think people forget that joe burrow is really tall he's like six four two twenty yeah, he's he's a very tall guy. That's really um, outfield size. I just want him throwing the ball more often. So he's a superstar. So I think he would be at first base. I feel that, like it just it's all there. He doesn't throw the ball baseman. enough. He doesn't have to throw the ball. He's just there. He's the first baseman. What about catcher? He could probably gun people. No, 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 no. I'll tell you why he, he won't be the catcher. Tyler Stevenson is one of my favorite players on the team, and. Oh, we're doing for the Reds specifically? Yes, for the Reds. No, no, no. Just in general, position-wise for Joe Burrow. The reason, number one, why I don't want him – I wouldn't want him to be the catcher because Tyler Stevenson was getting injured when he was was playing the catcher position, and I think he's one of of their fun players. Um, Obviously, a lot of youth this past season on the roster, so you can point to a lot of different guys. But I really enjoyed Tyler Stevenson on this roster – and he gets he gets injured a little bit as a catcher, and you're you're physical, you're making plays all the time, and and you you want Joe Burrow to stay healthy on your baseball team. So I would I say Joe Burrow was first baseman. Yeah, I don't think I could stay in that squatted position for more than like two innings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. When Joe was 
uh, taking batting practice, I just thought to myself, please do not hit Joe with the baseball. Please do not hit Joe with the baseball. <laughs> because it's been, you just want this normal off season. You want everything to go just fine. And I just thought, Please. I mean, is he is the warm-up pitcher trying to paint 97 high and tight? Back off my plate. People are lying. If they're listening right now and they're and they didn't have that thought when Joe was taking batting practice, just get out. Just don't don't get hurt. Just don't get hurt. Just hit the ball. That's fine and everything, but just don't get hurt. Um, so that was kind of my my mindset when Joe was hitting home runs and everybody was really excited about it. And I'm glad he did. It was really fun to see, and um, I'm, I'm glad Joe's an NFL player. I didn't even know this, but they said that I want to say it was before high school or maybe early on in high school. He decided, hey, he was a good baseball player, and he's like, I want to, I want to practice um, football and basketball. I love those two sports. So I'm going to focus on those. So Joe can do it all, and right now he's the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. Got a couple of these. I'm going to move on to it. Darian and uh, I saw this a few a few of your Twitter questions. I appreciate you guys sending them along. Obviously, we have to talk running backs. Are the Bengals going to sign a certain running back that was just released by the Minnesota Vikings and cut Joe Mixon? Oh, goodness. No, probably not. Does Dalvin Cook want to come to Cincinnati for cheap? I... My second question would be, what? I Dalvin Cook's the better player. Yes. If I'm signing a guy, I'm probably signing Zeke between those two. And I know that sounds outrageous, but it's just because what does Dalvin Cook really bring you compared to Joe Mixon? Maybe slightly better running, a little bit more athleticism. He can't pass block. <laughs> he can catch similar to Mixon. Um, but you you have the issue. Like what what do I like at the when I look at the running back room, I don't think, oh man, they need a better runner. Because I, I think Mixon's still a good runner. And if he's not a good runner, they just drafted a guy in Chase Brown that might be. What they're missing is a pass protection guy, and they didn't really replace that. We're hoping it's Travion Williams, but when I look at that, I kind of just think, okay, if I'm going to sign a guy to complete the running back room, it's probably the guy that can pass protect and Zeke, not the guy that can run slightly better than Mixon. If we all are in this running backs don't matter nonsense stuff, then you know, partial nonsense. I think running backs matter. They just, you know, the, the value that people are arguing all the time. Uh, why would you try to get more expensive at the running back room? I feel like there's almost no way that you sign Dalvin Cook and it's cheaper this year, even if you cut Mixon, because doesn't Mixon carry – what's the dead cap on that? I thought it was like $6 million, but maybe now that we're post-June 1st, it won't be. I, I can't say for certain. So maybe you could get a tiny bit cheaper if you cut Mixon. To me, I like I still like the idea of Mixon takes a pay cut. You bring in Zeke, and that is a wombo combo uh, for the same price that Mixon was going to be paid. I don't think that Mixon and Cook would mesh that well if I'm thinking of trying to add both, but that wasn't the question. No, and that and that's not what I would think if if that would that would happen in Cincinnati. I, I kind of want to bring up two things. The Cincinnati Bengals front office is a little different than social media, than people's reaction on social media when a player gets cut, than other NFL teams. I do not see the Cincinnati Bengals, who were pretty quiet on the running back situation for most of the offseason until recently when Zach Taylor talked about it. And it really just feels like, yeah, Joe Mixon is going to be their running back number one on the roster that they they're not one of those organizations that will say, oh, 
Dalvin's available. Goodbye, Joe Mixon. Uh, we're going to sign Dalvin. See you later. Good luck. It just doesn't feel like they would run that way with Joe Mixon. I get it's a business. It just really feels like, hey, yep, we've made the decision. Joe's going to be running back number one. And I, I still like that Zeke conversation. Maybe adding Zeke as a RB2 slash three with uh, Chase Brown in the mix, too. And obviously learning his rookie year. We don't. We just don't know what Travion Williams is going to look like, too. Uh, but, it, yeah, it's been pretty quiet on the Zeke front. I just I, maybe he's trying to get starter money somewhere else, but you see yeah, a guy like Dalvin. Starter money, the Bengals probably aren't interested either. Yeah, I just I don't see I don't see Dalvin and Joe Mixon on the same roster uh, because of the price tag, and oh. I also just I don't see the Bengals cutting Joe Mixon and saying, "All right, let's sign Dalvin for, for like probably, a, yeah, yeah, like a ten percent upgrade maybe in the run game." And that's if there's a lot of Vikings talk that, you know, the reason he got cut isn't just the contract. It's that he regressed. But we don't know that because we don't watch the Vikings. Actually, I have a soft spot for Dalvin Cook. If everybody would go back to week one of 2020. Oh, Pratt. Getting that ball, getting that ball towards the, towards the, when I thought the game was over, I thought the Vikings, you know what, they're going down the field. They're going to kick the game winner, game's over, and the Bengals were able to catch a break. I didn't see the video reviews at the game. Some people said maybe it wasn't, you know, a turnover or anything like that, but uh, that was soft spot for Dalvin Cook for that game. And uh, that made for a really exciting season. We'll go ahead and go to uh, Bullet Smasher 1. Chances that Jamar breaks the single season receiving record, makes the Hall of Fame. Wow, that was a loaded question. We'll just start with the single season record and, and you know, pretty much the records with Jamar Chase. If you could tell me right now, I'm adding to your question a little bit right now, but if you could tell me right now, what's your guess on Jamar's yards for the season? Ooh, full 17 game season. I will say 1550 yards and 12 touchdowns. That's if he plays every game. I'm going to go 17-7. Wow. 17's high. <laughs> but I'm into it. Uh, I love it. I just He's think so they have too many weapons. I think they have too many weapons, though. You know, like if Higgins and Boyd are healthy, too, and they all push for 1,000, you usually don't see 1,700, 1,200, and 1,000 or something like that. It's usually, so I'm more like 15, but – who knows? Maybe he does. <laughs> it's just, uh, I'm the dude, uh, which I also love. Yeah. I don't think as the Bengals love wide receivers. And like when Calvin Johnson set that record, try to name another guy that caught the football on that lions team. Cause I don't know yeah. if I could Nate Burleson. <laughs> oh, that's been a Nate Burleson's on CBS. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> try to if, if you listening can name two other guys that were catching the football that could have been a reggie bush here but i actually don't know if it was uh you can uh take a victory lap because i don't know if i could brandon Pettigrew, which probably got like 300 yards tight end i just remember him madden let me add to this and i'm adding to your twitter questions i appreciate everybody sending those and we'll get to a few more in a second Speaking of yards, because this is fun and we can just guess and play around and people will forget when the season started that I said this. So I'm saying this. Jamar said, I said 1707. So it's almost in the 1600. It's almost 1600. You know, we're just, we're just rounding a little bit up. He had a, he had a huge game a couple times. Um, so I'll go 17-7. T Higgins going to be healthy the whole entire season. Jamar Chase healthy the whole entire season. Joe Burrow healthy the entire season. What would Joe Burrow throw for if I'm giving Jamar Chase 1707? 
uh, if you're giving him 1707, 5500. And what did Pat have this past year? That's a great question. You know, you ask these questions and it I do, and the things that I should have brought to your attention before we started to record the podcast, but then I just started thinking and I said, you know what? Joe's going to get in the 5Ks and I just, I don't know. I, I, I 52.50 and he led the league, so I may be high. <laughs> 55 if probably Joe, too high. <laughs> if Joe does that, Joe's winning the MVP. I'll just go ahead and say yeah, right now. The, you know what? I'm, I'm already winding back the 5,500. Let's, let's put it at 5,200 and maybe he could lead the league. That's with could Jamar Chase going 1,700. So then what's T. Higgins doing? I mean, if Jamar is pushing 1,700, I think T does a little bit lower than I think. So, like, in my scenario, in my mind, he was going for, like, 13. But in this scenario, maybe more like 12 because you're getting more chase stuff in there. I think it would be very hard for Boyd to push for 1,000 if Jamar is going for 1,700-something. And I really want Boyd to get 1,000 before he leaves. I want him to get 1,000 this year before. I mean, it's pretty much is looking more than likely, hey, I'd love to be wrong, more than likely probably his last season with the Cincinnati Bengals. But I don't know. It's fun to talk about. We don't know if it's all going to happen, but mm -hmm. I'd love to see it. No idea. No idea. The Hall of Fame part of that was interesting to me, um, yeah. and I just think it's too early because if you would have asked me in 2005, is Chad Johnson going to make the Hall of Fame? I go, yeah. It would ask me in 2013, is AJ Green going to make the Hall of Fame? I go, yeah. And if you're asking me right now, will Jamar Chase make it? I go, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, maybe you shouldn't have an opinion. Right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll take that. all had such fantastic starts that it just makes you think, like, yeah, what are you, as long as, you know, he stays healthy. I yeah I don't want to talk about that. I do, there's there's too many jinx in it. I just want to I want to enjoy this really exciting wide receiver. I will say this, and I and I said it before on the podcast. I've already said it this off season, so it, it isn't a hot take, and it's nothing really crazy. I'm not really um, making any any saying anything that you won't see out there on social media. But I do think Jamar Chase is the wide receiver number one in the NFL at the end of the season. I'm into it. I just uh, there are guys that don't have the competition for targets that he does in Justin Jefferson and who are really good. Although yeah. I guess like what Tyreek Hill probably had a ton of yards last year and he has Jalen Waddle and well, that's it. But well, you think what I said was crazy. Tyreek told the media today that he's going for two K he's going 2000. He's and, very um, confident. Tyreek says the craziest stuff in May and June. He also says he's retiring in three years to become a gamer. Which one's more likely 2000 yards. <laughs> Or he becomes a professional gamer. We need one more battle of Tyreek Hill and Eli Apple. If someone oh would have told me that was going to be the last one that I would be able to see, that's just it's it's unfortunate. I let me let me add this to you. I'm adding a few more questions. Do you think Eli Apple will be on the Bengals roster? No, I think it's too late. I think they replaced him with Sidney Jones. If there's an injury, maybe. I hope there's not. I hope there's not. No, no injuries. But I kind just thinks. It is. I still feel like, and and I don't. I feel like he's still a good cornerback. Like, well, I'm really solid. He's a starting level corner. Yeah, it's, he's not on another roster right now. Other teams don't like him, and the Bengals replaced him. So my entire offseason, it was like, do you expect Eli Apple back? And I just kept going. Yeah, who else has taken him? And then the Bengals replaced that position. I was like, ooh. Uh, and then and then they drafted a guy too. It's like that corner room's pretty tight. 
<laughs> it is. Hey, I'll take all the cornerbacks. I'm going to um, end with Eric really quickly. We'll wrap this up running a little bit longer. He says, I still hear people from other fan bases talk about how cheap our ownership is. What percentage of chance do you think we extend Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T Higgins? What would the team have to do personnel wise to support three players making a hundred plus million? Uh, they have to get cheaper on defense, which they're already making moves to do, even if it's not purposeful. Like they, the, those are just the highest player on their board. They're making moves to get cheap on defense because right now the defense is very expensive. You're going to need that lessened. Um, when you're looking at it, you just got to find cheap contracts in places. And that's like what the Chiefs have done. They, they can find those cheap contracts through rookie deals. Uh, they have, you know, Mahomes on his big extension, which looks better and better every year. <laughs> The ten year thing. Mahomes are to be holding out by like year seven. Like, come on, I'm I'm not even paid as much as <laughs> Kyler Murray. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure if that was true or not. But close. Uh, close, you know, like he should be making 20 million more than Kyler Murray. Um, so you gotta get cheaper. I think I want to say it's probably under 50 percent all three. But my like my the, my heart wants to say there's at least a 50 50 shot they get all three. Burrow and Chase are locks to me, un- yep. unless something crazy happens. And those guys just, they want out like Carson Palmer did, which it's early for that. That's a third contract issue. <laughs> I don't want to think about that right now. <laughs> That's so far down the line. And I don't think it'll actually happen. It's mostly a joke. Um, so it's whatever you feel in T Higgins. Like to me, T Higgins is a 50 50 right now. And I've felt better about it. I felt worse about it. I feel good about it right now. Like I'm, I'm above 50%. So maybe it's over 50% because when I'm talking through this, Burrow Chase, they'll get done. Those are just, if those don't get done, your ownership needs to sell the team. Uh, they'll make that work. That's the pay core thing. That's why they're selling the naming rights to everything. T Higgins is the one that's the outlier. Do they make it work? We like to think so. We've also had guys in this exact same position. And they didn't make it work. So that one is interesting. But to me, all of the coverage has been so positive which i don't think we saw with carl lawson i don't think we saw that with jesse bates there was either nothing or negative coverage and the coverage of t has been positive so i'm kind of the only issue really is holding me back is that it's david mulgetta as the agent and that part scares you a little bit but i keep thinking like i think higgins will be here for i think they'll pay all three like that's just my gut reaction i think they pay all three hopefully i don't regret that I'm going to say this because I can, and I'm not saying I'm not saying it with confidence. I'm this is a total guess, so don't take my word for it. Joe Burrow signs his extension on July 31st. T. Higgins signs his on August 9th. Okay, interesting. I think it's going to happen. I feel very confident in. I definitely feel confident in Joe Burrow getting done. But I just like you mentioned, we know who T. Higgins' agent is. We talked about it for for pretty much a whole entire year after Deshaun Watson signed his contract. And when it's quiet, I feel like that's good news. Quite as good news with that agent. And uh, and T. Higgins is there. He was there for the non-mandatory stuff. He, he's been there mm-hmm. for, for quite a while. And I think that's very telling, um, having one of your uh, top core wide receivers there in a contract negotiation offseason is absolutely huge. So total guess. I just feel very confident that um, it'll be the end of July, early August for the big extensions. And then Logan Wilson, I have no clue. But um, you're taking a break. But I've said it before, fans can go check out all of your work, draft recap over on All Bengals. If you could give us kind of an outlook, what you think is going to happen for training camp. Do you have any specials coming up? No, not really. Okay. I, I usually take – I don't really cover training camp too much. James does so much stuff on there for that. <laughs> 
so there's no room really <laughs> i'm not in i'm not in cincinnati so i don't you know like if i was doing it they'd be like watching videos and trying to have a take on it which i it doesn't yeah. feel great to me because I, I i personally I, I don't always care that much <laughs> sometimes yeah, i do there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> but uh preseason definitely and i'll probably do a couple articles before the preseason starts uh i know i did a, a few last year just taking a look into some position groups and guys in depth, which I always have fun doing. Perfect. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, plenty online. Also good Twitter follow Bengals underscore Sands. Uh, you can follow me. Not so great at LNDS Patterson. <laughs> and thank you for listening to it's always game day in Cincinnati.